Hello, everyone. We are so excited to be here tonight with our Ask the Expert show. We have an extraordinary guest tonight. It, you're going to love him. I do. And Marion's been listening to his podcast. And uh, Eileen knows who he, she knows about him from the National Speakers Association. He, it's like old home week here <laughs> before the show. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. I love the title. I love the title. Oh, okay. Read the title. And I can't read it. Something about great, lifestyle, a great lifestyle at any age. <laughs> That's hey, what we everybody. want. Hi, this is Marion, our wizard with the technology and the podcaster and the author and a whole bunch of other good things. Hi, Marion. Hey, everybody. How's it going tonight? <laughs> and our Eileen Dillon from out in California. She's our social worker and uh, our author and her emotions in, mo in motion, <laughs> her book, her wonderful book. And she's got a new one coming out right away. And our special guest is Tom Antiod. Yay! Every time I hear Marion's name, I feel like singing, like the song from... Uh, uh, the music man, Marion, Madam Librarian. <laughs> and you know, I'm a Robin Hood's girlfriend too. You're Robin Hood's girlfriend? Maid Marion. Yes, yeah, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> and you know, just call her just so it's not late for dinner. <laughs> there you go. She knows me well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For everybody out there watching, uh, uh, Lady Lou made me show up an hour early to make sure that we were on time for the show because she's a slave driver behind the scenes, let me tell you. <laughs> she sent me a library to read to be on this podcast or she was going to kick me out. Wow. You should have seen it about six months ago. It was a whole lot longer. I had, Mary told me I had to cut it back. I'm like, Louise, you know, you got to be able to cut it. You got to edit, okay? Edit. <laughs> So, Tom, what do you mean by living a, life, a great life at any age? What, what do you mean with that? Well, most of the time, uh, you know, people come to me for um, financial living good life. So, I mean, you know, you can be rich or poor, but rich is better. Right? Ah. So, you could, if you have money, uh, you can do great things for yourself. You can do great things for your kids, your grandchildren. I happen to rescue animals. And uh, so, uh, bringing in money uh, can do a lot of things for you. And uh, that's that's the kind of uh, thing that people come to me for. I'm mean, an internet marketing guy and been doing it since the commercial internet started around 1994. So I've been working out of my home and people call me all the time, Eileen, say, you okay, you okay with this pandemic? And I'm like, what? I've been sitting here for 24 years. <laughs> I haven't left the house pretty much. So, so uh, yeah, so that's what I mean by it, that uh, if you can bring some um, money in, extra money from uh, if you have Social Security or a pension, it's still nice to bring in a lot of high profit money in because the Internet is digital products are 97 percent profit. So you can just do a little bit on the side and really change your whole level of uh, living or do more for your kids or grandkids or whatever you want. That's interesting. That's the first question that came to me when I heard you were going to be on the show is what small thing could somebody who doesn't have a lot of money to work with, what are some of the small things we could do to make money? Yes. I think you're going to be surprised by my answer because I'm known okay. as Mr. Big Shot internet guru, right? Guess guess what? 
the first place I'm going to send you is eBay. Oh. Literally, you could have money coming in tomorrow at eBay and clean your basement out at the same time. All right. Uh, but uh, I, I have a few stories for me from real life about how this can happen. I, I have a friend of mine, a single mom, and she takes 80 to to $100 every Saturday and goes to yard sales. Yes. And then on your cell phone, you can pull up eBay and let's, you know, you, you know, Tonka toys, right? You know, the, oh. the metals, you know, that's been around forever. So she might see a Tonka dump truck at a yard sale. And they're asking five bucks for it. So she goes on uh, eBay. And if there's a little button that says advanced search in the search box, and then it'll bring up all the Tonka trucks in the last 90 days and how much they sold for. So if they're asking five bucks and it's selling for 55 on eBay, she's going to buy it. If it's if they're asking 55 and it's selling for five, she won't buy it. She was clear in $1,000 to $1,100 a week with one $80 to $100 investment once a week. And then the rest of the week was taking pictures and putting up the descriptions on eBay. That's just one of the many stories in the Naked City, if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the first place I would... Uh, uh, send somebody because if you can get a if you get a PayPal account you can just you know they make it so easy you don't need a website you don't need anything except a picture of the product and a description and put it out there so I mean there's there's details to it but literally you could have money coming in by tomorrow and if you happen to be uh, looking for a used bra. Let me tell you this story. A used bra. <laughs> Tom. I could never get to this story. <laughs> well, okay. So I grew up very frugal. Uh, my dad would have me taking used lumber and pulling the nails out, straightening them out and using them over again. That's the really? way I grew up. So to this day, I can buy whatever I want, but I go on the buying apps like Facebook Marketplace and offer up. So I bought a tool off of this guy. I show up at his house to buy it. He's got this half a million dollar motor home, gorgeous house. He's dressed beautifully. And he says, come on down to my shop. I want to show you my shop. And everything to this point, ladies, is normal. <laughs> okay. Until I get downstairs and we're heading to his shop and I look over, there are hundreds, hundreds of ladies' brassieres hanging from his ceiling i'm thinking oh my god i, I kind of looks like one of them uh -oh. might be, but, uh -oh. but <laughs> i'm thinking he kills everybody and takes their bras and souvenirs i don't know what he's doing so i'm like oh my god so so i go in and i buy the tool and i'm talking to him we're talking about our dads everything is normal but all these bras hanging over here so so on the way out i say i gotta ask you you know what's all these bras and he like lights up. He says, oh, my daughter sells them on eBay. She she cleared $200,000 last year selling used bras on eBay. Oh, she would no. Go to thrift, she would go to all the thrift stores, and uh, they all knew her. Every week she'd go to the thrift stores and buy up all the used bras, launder them, categorize them, and a lot of them were odd sizes and stuff. They're very expensive. You know, I'm, I'm not a – bra expert. I mean, I've done some freelance work around that area, but, <laughs> but, but uh, 
200,000 and he said she's on a par. She's got a whole bunch more thrift stores to do 400,000 next year. Oh. You know, so it's just crazy. The guy that taught me was, is an old Marine and they have people that will teach you, you know, in your area, you can get them and, and they'll come over and teach you. And so he brought his sales over for one month, $20,000. He sold the previous month. Guess what he was selling? He's a big burly Marine doll heads. Oh, he had a, he had a, uh, a mold. It, he says, uh, yeah, it's, I can make four at a time with about 10, per, 10 cents worth of rubber. And each one sells for 10 bucks. So he's got 40 cents and he gets $40 back. And he says, people usually buy between five and 10 at a time. I just mm -hmm. want to know if you know any normal people, Tom. No, no, <laughs> nobody that sits home their whole life and makes money is normal. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I put people eBay. There's just, if you just go on there and just keep digging down, there's just everything under the sun. When I get a chance, my mother has collected McDonald's paraphernalia from the mid 50s. I have a storage facility. She's passed, but. Uh, floor to ceiling with Happy Meals and and uh, Barbies and everything you can imagine. And when I get a chance someday, I'll just put them on eBay. It's collectible, you know. So uh, a lot nice. of money there. Yeah. What, what about somebody like me? I write. I have. Uh, I don't know if you could do it at all, Ellie. Short. <laughs> you're 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 California girls. They don't need. They just live on their good looks, right? <laughs> Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're good looking, see. All right. So, so what do you mean? What about you? Well, I, first of all, I really am not. I've been a psychotherapist for fifty years, and I'm interested in emotions. And I never was taught business, and it's not really an exciting thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I have tons of papers. If you know, it took me so long to reboot my computer because I got so much stuff on it. Uh, and, you know, like I have a paper, you guys know this one, called Transformational Chaos. It describes <laughs> the process we are going through in this world right now oh, with boy. things falling apart. How would I sell that? How would uh, I make it okay. available? What you would do. Well, first thing is um, I, I have yeah. a whole section on how that you need to recruit young people into your life. I call them geeks and propeller heads. And... <laughs> Uh, and the first one, think about this, in 1997, the first one I recruited and saved him from being a corporate slug, just sold his third startup for $340 million, <laughs> all right? Oh, wow. So these young kids in your life, they're, they're thrilled to death to not be cutting grass and flipping burgers, but they can make this happen for you. You just provide the content. They could make it into a Kindle ebook for Amazon. And, uh, and if it's short, you wouldn't call it a book because people will give you bad reviews. So you call it a white paper or a special report and turn it into the Kindle format for Amazon. And then they've got hundreds of millions of buyers that can come in and search and find your kind of stuff. You put keywords in so they can locate your kind of book. And then Amazon just sent, they collect the money and sends you a check. I mean, that's the easiest way. I mean, I would prefer if you were selling things directly because then you get the customer in your database. But if you just don't want to get your fingers dirty with all that, Amazon will be happy to do it for you. They love people to give them content that they can sell. So that's I what think, I would do. 
I think you just made my grandchildren's Christmas for me. Thank you. Well, it could be because uh, these are intellectual pieces of intellectual property that you can uh, pass on to people as long as it's uh, ever what we call evergreen. Right. Uh, you know, if it's Internet stuff, I have to update it all the time. But I have stuff that's been selling for over 20 years um, on public speaking, which doesn't change as much. Say. I even have some books <laughs> under pen names. My pen name, don't tell anybody, shh, is Lisa Roberts. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. No wonder you found all those bras. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a book called 101 Questions to Ask Your Divorce Lawyer. And oh. I've never been married. <laughs> so, but, so I researched all these questions, put them in a book, and I didn't want it to dilute my normal brand. So I just made a pen name. And guess how I, I picked the pen name? I figured, okay, who oh. would be the market for this book? Uh, maybe 50-year-old women, 50 to 60-year-old uh, women. So I went back 50 years in Google and said, what was the, the average names back in 50 years ago? And Lisa was uh, one of the main, and I actually, here's the high-tech method. I pulled it up on my screen, I closed my eyes, and I went like this and went, pushed the screen, and it said Lisa. <laughs> so I picked Lisa, and then the surname, Roberts, was a big name, and so it was Lisa Roberts. So I put that out. I've got diet books out there on Kindle. It's all under pen name. So, oh. so uh, but in your case, you'd want your, your regular name to be on it because of your long history of being in the field. And uh, you just created intellectual property that can be sold over and over and over and over and over again. You work once and get paid forever. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Tom, tell us about you. Wait, wait. I got to tell her the old psychotherapist joke. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> oh, never, no. I never met a psychotherapist that didn't need one. <laughs> <laughs> I had an old boyfriend who said I wasn't happy unless somebody cried around me every day. Oh, right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, get some pepper spray. Just will <laughs> start crying. What's the joke? What's the joke? <laughs> okay. Well, Tom, your free offer for the audience is a, your book that tells all the tips on how you became a millionaire, if you will. Well, so it's this, it's... Tell us about it. Yeah, it's uh, I hit multimillionaire status around the year 2000. And I call myself the guy next door because I just don't act like it. I'm buying used lumber and I, you know, I used, used bras. And, you know, uh, but, but you shouldn't really give that as a gift on Valentine's Day. I can tell you that from good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, the book is called How to Automate Your Business. And it's the, uh, you know, I've handled up to 150,000 subscribers on my email list and 40,000 customers with wow. one part-time temp person. And she didn't even handle those kinds of things. So uh, this, this book is all these really inexpensive uh, ways to uh, automate yourself. With just one of the tips. Now, are you all Mac or PC or, who, or both PC. or what? Mac. Okay. So one of the tools that you'll see in the book. Uh, Could you try again? What was that? Oh, Alexa. It was Alexa. She thought we were talking about her. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so, Maybe she needs a bra. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, uh, for the PC, there's a program called Short Keys. 
And for the Mac, there's a program called Keyboard Maestro. And so I was complaining, this is 1997, I'm complaining to this young kid that I had recruited that I had to type the same stuff over and over again because I had all these customers. And so he, he was a little smart aleck. He, he would always say, just shut up. And, and then he'd come back and give me a solution. And so short keys or keyboard maestro means that I could type in war and peace as the answer and hit two keys and it would type the whole thing in for me. So that allowed me to handle people like instantly handle way more people really fast. And so you could put that into play. It's, I mean, it's like $20 or something one time and oh. uh, just totally makes you, you know, uh, when I, my rule is, is if I get the same question twice, uh, then I'm going to make a, the answer a short key so that I never have to retype it again. See? So, so that's just one of the many tips. And uh, uh, there's cell phone automation tips and uh, all kinds of things that don't cost much, but help you do your work lightning fast and a lot easier. So, so the way you get it, it's, uh, it's screwthecommute.com, which is my podcast, slash automate free. ScrewTheCommute.com slash automate free. We sell it for 27 bucks, but uh, Lady Lou said she'd kill me if I didn't give it to you for free, and I ain't messing with her. You know, she's oh, a Texas wow. girl. Texas girl who used to, I don't know, murder chickens or something on her old farm. I don't know what she used to do. <laughs> I'm not messing with a Texas girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, All right, Tom, people. I got a couple questions for you. Ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I've been in the tech industry for probably just as long as you have. I took a different route than you did in that instead of helping myself, I was helping others. So I, I, I forgot, you know, I forgot to think about me. And so um, I finally said one day, that's it, Marion, you're going to, you're going to concentrate on making money for yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm kind of behind, you know, the thing, but what I'm noticing right now is this new TikTok stuff. People are mm -hmm. making a killing on it. Yeah. What, how do you feel about TikTok? Well, it's just one of the many things that just keeps coming down the line. And and my particular bent on it is that I don't jump on any bandwagon until it's it's solid. So I didn't get on Facebook till there, they had a billion users because <laughs> I had been through MySpace that there was the greatest of all. And then yep, poof, yep. Mm -hmm. still exists. Yep. You know, nothing compared. Yeah. So. So here's the. I'm the, still on there, by the way. My daughter said you still have an account over there at MySpace, Mom. <laughs> I haven't seen it in ten years, probably. Um, so here's the sad part about this, Marion. A great marketer will beat a great technical practitioner any day of the week. Uh, well, you'll get lucky wins once in a while that really hit it big, but most of the time, uh, the, the time that you spend figuring something out technically. I could have written an ebook and had it for sale and selling for years, say, and and work once, get paid, 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 paid. So you got to get um, uh, force yourself because you probably enjoy the tech stuff, or you wouldn't have got all these skills. And that's good that you have them because you won't get bogged down in technical stuff unless you get sucked into oh, I want to program, I want to do this, that, and then it takes all day. Where I would have made an ebook that's selling then forever. Say so. So you got to uh, get into that mindset that the marketer is going to beat uh, beat you financially, and they could be clueless moron. 
but they put the product out there and you didn't, you know. And it's, You're it's right. A, You're so right. You're so, well, I've been listening to your podcast. It's called Screw the Commute and I absolutely love it. Well, Tell thank us. you. And it's based yeah. on the fact that I never had a job. I mean, I, I only had a couple in high school and college. And uh, before I graduated from college, I owned five apartment buildings and a hotel. So I've always <laughs> been very entrepreneurial. I actually sold my first used car when I was 15 before I had a learner's permit. So <laughs> I've always been entrepreneurial. But I wanted to tell you about my dad, if I could, a minute, and how I kind of got into this. So yeah. behind me, you can see the poster there, right? Yeah. The yeah. pillow baby next to it. Well, uh -huh. my dad came from Syria on a cattle boat when he was about three years old in the early 1900s. And um, he uh, only went to second grade. But by 10 years old, he had put the first electric light bulb in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. By 13, he was head of household and had his own electrical contracting firm in Pittsburgh. So uh, so that's kind of the, you know, the way he came up. So... Uh, you remember Johnny Cash? Yes. All right. Well, he wrote a song named A Boy Named Sue. And it was a, about an old drunk cowboy that didn't think he'd be there to raise his kids. So he gave him that name to make him scrap and fight, right? Make him tough. <laughs> All right. So my dad was 50. I'm the baby of six boys. My dad was 50 when he had me and he kind of figured he wouldn't be around to raise me. So from the time I could crawl, he would put pillows in front of me and my toys on the other side. You can maybe see a, a ball there. Oh, yeah. To teach me how to overcome obstacles. Oh. And to this day, I'm totally unstoppable. And I mean, I won't cheat you or step on anybody to get where I'm going. But if you tell me I can't do something, you better like get out of the way as I blow <laughs> by doing it. See, when somebody tells you, folks out there listening, that you can't do something, doesn't mean anything. What it means is, is they can't do it. That's right. Doesn't mean a thing for you. So, um, so I was fortunate to have that kind of upbringing, and I know some people haven't, didn't have that kind of good upbringing. But there's, it's never too late to turn it around. I love Very that. Good. Yeah, yeah, sure that's that's really good. Name of Sue. What's what? that? You sure he didn't give you a middle name of Sue just to, you know? No, it's actually with an F. <laughs> my mother was a little bit different than my dad, not quite as, uh, <laughs> so she named me Stephen, uh, and it was after Steve Martin. Uh, no, uh, no, who was the uh, comedian back in the 60s? Um, I, f I forget what his name, but he didn't spell his name. Uh, Steve Allen, Steve Allen. But yeah. he didn't spell his name. Uh, he spelled his S-T-E-V-E. -E. They spelled my name S-T-E-P-H-E-N. So I don't know if she couldn't spell or, or what, but she named me after Steve Allen. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, brings back memories for us old dogs. <laughs> oh, he was something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, th this is just the information you've already given us is just, it's outstanding and it's fun and funny. And what else have you got for us? I even warmed up. Uh, well, uh, there's there's a, a thing that I teach families because I really want you to start thinking like a marketer and thinking like a business person, which is hard. I get it if you've been in academia your whole life or something. So it's you have to stretch yourself a little bit. But I do a whole segment on how to make your hobbies tax deductible, your hobbies ah. or 
and or your family interests. Um, because most people that do a hobby or a family interest just pay through the nose with after, you know, they get their paycheck and then uh, the taxes are already taken out. So they're just paying through the nose and they don't get any credit for it. So you can, if, if you learn how to do it, you can make a world-class website for only $20 a month, really. All right, not 5,000, 10,000. That's my frugal guy in me, but it's world-class. And so I create, like for instance, I'm a tennis nut, okay? So I created a site called Fatso Tennis <laughs> because Roger Federer is not at my club. A bunch of fat butts like me are there and we're trying to run the young guys to death before we drop dead. <laughs> okay, so, so I created this DVD and uh, in in there, um, you can't see it, but there's a six-foot banquet table, three-foot high with tennis videos on it. I'm just tennis nut, right? But the oh. ball machine is 1700 bucks, and the, the rackets are a couple hundred, and all this money you got to spend on it. So I created the DVD. So now all that stuff is tax deductible because I used it to make my DVD, see? But you might have camping or something in your family, or maybe the kids or your grandchildren go to soccer or something so that, that could be when I get my horse I can teach them how to ride it absolutely how to take oh. care of a horse you could have a horse maintenance site I don't want to get goofy on you but I remember there was a site making a fortune on how to ship horse semen there's a whole site on it because of these expensive racehorses that are worth a million dollars and they might have a two hundred thousand dollars piece of semen they got to get somewhere i mean you yeah. know so people spend a fortune on horses they do uh, so uh, so yes absolutely and you yeah. can pass you know like i said you can if your grandchildren like soccer or something you can uh, go around and interview all the soccer coaches and make a little book out of it and you don't even know a thing about it but uh, you just interview how to, how high school kids can be good at soccer and ask all the coaches to interview them Put it all in an ebook, and now you got a piece of intellectual property. They gave you the information. Who gets all the money? You do. Marion, when she does it, is going to get it. She's she's going to start thinking like yeah. a market. Well, Eileen <laughs> lives in an RV and travels the country. Now her RV is going to be deductible, right? A million things with RVs. I mean, I just built a, a hunting trailer, and there's just a million things that had to do with Wi-Fi extenders and and uh, spare tires and water and sewage and all the oh, stuff. We have solar also. I have solar, solar. All that stuff. See, so oh. absolutely. So you just make a blog about it. And here's the thing, Eileen, you don't have to create a product. I created the test product because I just wanted to and I got the video guys and all that. But you use what we call affiliate products. Mm -hmm. So you create a blog all about RVing. And then you put on the sidebar some other product that if somebody clicks through your site and buys it, you get a commission. Instantly, now you're in business. Now, you uh -huh. can't spend $50 million on your RV and then take in two cents. The IRS won't put up with that. But if you're reasonable, it'll be totally legitimately tax deductible. And I'm not an accountant or an attorney, but I've had hundreds of them in my program. And I ask them all about it. They say, yep, you're in business. That's USA. You know, you're in the, you just, um, you know, keep track of your expenses and stuff. And there you go. I think that's really interesting. Uh, and I hope some people, um, 
I don't know who, I don't have a particular thing, but what, what I've been learning through my RV resources is that uh, as a result of COVID, the, the highways are now clogged and will be more clogged with people in RVs. Mm. So, um, you know, because they get evicted or they can't keep up with their regular payments and so forth. So this mm -hmm. would be incredible knowledge for people to have um, I see them advertising that somebody have a, a job they can turn us on to or something because they need to make money in order to support themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's all I mean, I can think of 50 different ways you could monetize uh, knowledge of RVs, because just like I said, with my little trailer, I had all of these issues that I had never dealt with before. I mean, you got the different electrical plugs and all that stuff, 30 amp, 50 amp and. People, you know, don't know what they're doing and blow themselves up, you know. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, there's just tons of things you could do. And and RVs are not a cheap thing. So people that deal with them have money usually. So even the ones that are trying to live, you know, getting rid of their home and living in one still have money to maintain it and learn and save money and all that stuff. Especially when I started out uh, about four years ago, I, um, I just – you know, I was a tomboy. I had some knowledge, but I did. I was not like many of the men who are on the road who were looking after all the details mm -hmm. and doing things. So the first couple of years cost me quite a bit of money because I made plenty of mistakes. I've learned a lot now. Now you can recoup it by save, saving people just like you. RV for, uh, I don't know if you're married or not, but RV no, for women. My, my husband died. And okay, I so. so the house left. That's it. There you go. So, uh, uh, so then when you specialize, it's a little easier because I couldn't do what you could do, even if I knew all about RVs. What am I going to do? Start an RV site for women? It'll look like a, I'm a creep or something, you know. Uh, here, come into my uh, you know RV. Let me <laughs> let me show you around. What I'm telling you is today you're already on the trail, so be careful. <laughs> no. So, but you would be perfect for that. See, because uh, one of my overriding principles: specific sells, general doesn't. So if you just had a general RV site, you're going to fight it out with all the young people, the young couples, the the hundreds of other people that are doing RV stuff. But the the people in your category is going to be very little to compete against, say. Uh -huh. And then you can collaborate with them. You know, you cross promote. You promote their blog, they promote yours and and then you you video from on the road. Uh, do you travel much or you just live in one? Uh, I went in three years. I went to 31 states and four Canadian provinces. Wow! Are you still going to? You still doing it? Or uh, I'm I'm coveting in place. At yeah. My okay. Time. All right. But right. anyway, you learned a lot in those times, and I don't know if you took pictures or video while you're on the road, but all that stuff can be used and turned into a profit center for you. Well, the other part for me is that I'm turning <laughs> 78 this year also or next month and uh, and i travel alone with my little dog and a lot oh. of, so there's beautiful. you know how to deal with issues also or beautiful i mean it would be such a, a human interest story and uh, and plus uh, oh that's, that's all right I, I say godzilla i never say gazunte but uh but uh, you're a spring chicken if you turn that around i just was interviewed by a lady 87 years old dorothy wilhelm yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, 
she's she's got it's never too late.com something like that all right um, i love yeah. that one yeah and i used to yeah and i had an 82 year old lady years ago that was the cheerleader for the senior years she was in a pom-pom dress on her website built the website herself <laughs> so so uh, it's a different world out there i mean this stuff is getting easier and plus like i said there's young people that are dying to help you at minimal cost and they're happy they're not flipping burgers or cutting grass Ilya, the kid that I recruited used to stand behind me and he like to tell he's a little smart Alec and he'd watch me work and mm -hmm. he, he's he's like be ready to blow up he's like I can't believe somebody making so much money is so stupid we just click here and, <laughs> and he was always right so I said abuse, abuse me all you want all right, because everything he's taught me I've been still using 20 years later <laughs> so, wow. yeah Tom, I'm, uh, I've been looking at your website, and one of the things that really stand out for me is that you love to be a speaker, and you teach people how to be a speaker. Mm -hmm. um, how is this affecting that, uh, you know, with COVID, not being able to go out and speak to crowds? Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been on an airplane in like a year and a half or something. Uh, but the thing is, is uh, I've, and I've tried, I've desperately tried to get my message across to the speakers professional speaker market that they all know me that you can't just depend on on stage because i had in 9 11 you remember 9 11 a lot of my very well-known speaker friends went bankrupt because all everything went to a stop and they had no other income sources oh. but with me uh, i have been building all these revenue streams that are outside of speaking so it doesn't matter if i speak or not if i do speak then i get a big burst of income but if I don't, I still got all this stuff coming in from around the world. So it's like an insurance policy for your family to have these kinds of things going. I One of my eBooks I wrote in four hours at a layover at McCarran Airport um, in Las Vegas. And so far it's brought in $3.6 million Ooh. and anywhere from six dollars to $15,000 a month still. And, uh, and so this is called a residual affiliate program. So I don't even have the product personally. I just wrote a book on how to do something, but you can't do it unless you go buy the tool. And so the tool, I make $600 a year for, uh, as the people keep the tool because they can't do what they want to do unless they have the tool. You know, you can't go RVing if you don't have an RV, right? You know, so <laughs> if you found somebody to give you a commission for, recommending an RV, you could make a couple grand probably off the top on some of these deals. You know, that's just one of the many ways, but, but there's just loads of ways in the naked city to, be, to make money with this online stuff. But uh, it's just been a wonderful lifestyle business. And that's why I mean, you can have a great lifestyle at any age uh, doing this. Great. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine today who was a speaker. She was a graphic artist and a speaker. I met her at the Public Speakers Association uh, in San Antonio about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. We've remained friends over the years. And she told me, she, I said, what are you gonna do now that you know, you're not really out there speaking? So she's been spending her time in her motorhome. She's got one of those great big ones, you know, mm -hmm. the ones that look like a house driving down the yeah. road. And um, she's been going to like state parks and and the larger um, national parks and doing a lot of photography. So she's been creating mm -hmm. calendars and and uh, she's been doing a lot of 
um, just selling her photos mm -hmm. uh, to, to places. And today she said, Marion, I really want to get back into speaking, but I'd like to do it for corporations about nature, about, you know, getting out into, you know, and wildlife and things like that. So I was talking to her about it. We were kind of bantering back and forth. And I said, you know, why don't you come up with some kind of creative idea where you could go into corporations for like a weekend, you know, and help everyone get back into it and team playing and that kind of stuff. Because COVID will eventually yeah, end eventually by the time go, she gets yeah. her program together, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like it still could idea. be done remotely on Zoom or StreamYard or something too. She could be doing it for sure. Hey, I see we got a, um, a comment in here. Um, huh? I, I'm, I cannot argue with Peggy Moore. I cannot argue with her because she said, Tom is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you started um, that way. <laughs> so, uh, he mentioned in the beginning, he likes to rescue animals. Has that turned into a business? Okay. Yes and no. So I, uh, Good question, I have, Peggy. Yeah. So on my birthday, a few years ago, I thought, you know, I got everything I, I could ever want. What, what do I, what could I do to do some good in the world? So we had these little dogs called Bichon Frises. They're little white dogs, and everybody says uh, they're a poodle. Oh, you got a cute poodle. Well, no, it's a Bichon, and the dogs are getting a complex over this, and we need a psychotherapist <laughs> for the dog. That they, uh, and so right uh, so, so I, I created a site. It's still up there. Actually, I am not a poodle.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, uh, uh, we raised $24,000 for Bichon Rescue. The, the lady just about had a heart attack. She was in a, a librarian and her husband was retired and they, they have this little place in Virginia that they take care of all these dogs. And so she thinks I'm going to show up with about a hundred bucks donation. And I show up with a check for 24,000. Yeah. I got all the dogs. Yeah. So, uh, so, okay. So that's one thing. So the second thing uh, Peg, is Peggy, right? Yeah. Um, yes, Peggy. Moore. So I did a job for a big bomb protection dog company in southeastern Virginia, and I ran into the guy on the the marketing director is really nice. I ran into on an airplane, and so he calls me up and says, "How much would it cost you to come do a whole day training for our company?" And it's only going to be like twenty thousand bucks, and I'm thinking, "Ah, man, that's I don't want to say that to this guy. He's so nice to me." So I said, "I'll tell you what. You give me a a, a fully trained." German Shepherd protection dog, and I'll come down and do it. So I go down and do it, and the president, everybody's thrilled. You know, they were getting ripped off like crazy by people, and I showed them all the things and did a whole day's training. And then the president says to the marketing director, give give the guy Rubik's. And then the marketing director turns white as a sheet, and the guy thanks me and leaves, the, the president. I said, hey, John, what's what's up? What, how come you look so like a, you saw a ghost? He said, Rubik's is worth $50,000. <laughs> the guy gave me a $50,000 dog. <laughs> so, so I said, oh, okay, I like Rubik's now. And so uh, so I got this dog home, and the dog knows what to do. And, I, and you know, these dogs can do a lot of damage. So, so I, they, they wouldn't give me the dog right away. They had to train me. And it's like a comedy of errors. The dog is like, oh, my God. Well, you get somebody that knows what they're doing. And I, this guy is crazy. Uh, so anyway, uh, the first night home, we're sitting there looking at each other. You know, like, like, I don't know what to do. He's like, ah, I don't know about this guy. So anyway, I got into it. And I, um, I started a, a, a company called Protection Dogs Elite.
where I take orders for the dogs and pass them on to the trainers. And then I get a 25% commission. They start at like $20,000. So, so yes, I, uh, uh, but my rescue is different. I just gave that money to them. I paid all the credit card fees. I just helped the rescue people, but I did turn it into a business because these protection dogs need continuous training and a lot of money upkeep. So, so, um, answer is yes and no, Peggy, there you go. I love that. But I am not a poodle. Don't you call me a poodle either. (laughs) Well, I want to say a little bit about some of your courses that you offer, Mm -hmm. which are multiple courses. And he does a lot of free webinars. I want all the audience to know about Tom's uh, webinars that he does periodically. Mm -hmm. And it's not just one of those usual webinars that you said, oh, all they do is try to sell you something. Well, Tom wants you to buy something. Yes. But the, what he gives you before he asks you for money is worth showing up and then go ahead and buy the program because it's going to be worth 10 times more than what you've already got. And it's worth every penny because he over delivers. Well, my, my philosophy in life and how you stay in business, I've been in business formally 44 years, long before the Internet, is is to give great value at a reasonable price and service people after the sale. So my goal is, is if you hear me, see me, talk to me, it's going to be valuable to you, whether you spend a nickel or not. And I got to tell you, there's people that couldn't afford, you know, uh, 10 minutes of my time have recommended me because I talked to them and I was nice to them and I gave them tips. And so that's the way I roll pretty much. And, uh, yeah. and that's uh, been, you know, I sleep at night. There's nobody <laughs> asking for refunds or, you know, call me a jerk, you know, which is very common in this business. I got to oh, tell yeah. you. Yeah. What's Karen, yeah. what's Karen have to say here? Karen says, have your relatives followed or joined your business or is it more of other people that you have met watching your work saying, I need to work or join your club. Sometimes family poo-poos your ideas. Well, uh, yeah, then I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's, it's when I uh, train people, I tell them, just shut up. Don't tell your family anything because no. if they believed in this, they'd have probably done it already. Unless you have somebody you know is really supportive. But uh, I was the baby of six boys. And so all of my brothers were already doing lots of stuff before the internet ever came along. So no, they haven't followed in my uh, footsteps at all because I was the baby. So, so no, they haven't. Uh, but I've spoken in 12 countries around the world, done 3000 speeches and 150,000 subscribers. I've had I about 90,000 now because people, you know, get sick of you after a while. <laughs> so, oh, <man>. so, uh, <laughs> So uh, that's pretty much uh, people just heard me online or seen me speak. That's all the business comes in. But you don't have to get out of your chair to be able to do this because there's so many opportunities. I've only given you like a little tiny fraction uh, tonight about uh, the possibilities you could do. But uh, you can definitely make a lifestyle business out of it. And it's one of the best legacy gifts you could ever give to any young people in your life, children and grandchildren, because Every business on earth needs this. They all have websites. They all have emails, shopping carts, products, everything. So we had a guy join my mentor program and he gifted a scholarship to my school, to his daughter. Within one month, she was making $1,000 on the side. Two, uh, three months, she was making 3000 The last I ch- checked with her after four months, she was up to $6,000. 
Uh, and he had spent $80,000 on her crappy education and she was working some menial job. So, so it's a, it's a field that's in high demand on every single business on earth. And so you can start out just servicing them. I mean, if you said, Hey, I'll take over your social media for you. People are like, start throwing money at you because they can't understand it. They can't keep up with it. Uh, and so you can get immediate business like that. And then you start developing your own products and then you can still be going to work or, you know, doing things on the side. Uh, uh, my goal was to make it too expensive for people to go to work because <laughs> they're making so much money on the side, but they don't have to start that way. They can transition into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of us are unemployable <laughs> because we are entrepreneurs. I'm the same way. <laughs> uh, who would hire me? You know? Oh, not me. I, I don't want to be hired by anybody. I, I might be able things. to get hired by a, uh, a bunch of uh, overweight fat people for that like tennis. That's about, <laughs> that's about that's it. it. That's a good one. Oh, gosh, this has been so fun. I hate to see it end. Oh, thank you, Tom. Oh, thank yeah, you. no problem. Oh, well, Marion, uh, would you like to finish us up, please? <laughs> I thank you for saying please. <laughs> um, you know, it, it really, truly has been a pleasure to have you, Tom. And I know you, you just gave us this much. <laughs> We'd love to have you back again anytime. We have a another show called Work From Home because we sure. saw that so many people were being laid off of their mm -hmm. uh, their regular Absolutely. jobs. And, and one of the things that hit me the strongest was that they had to stay home because their kids were being homeschooled. They mm -hmm. couldn't go to school and they couldn't find a babysitter or they couldn't afford it because they didn't have a job anymore. And all this was like really playing on me. So Lady Lou and I decided to start this work from home and we're finding a lot of different opportunities. I think what I heard from you tonight is you just have to decide on something. And so you probably need a mentor or someone to help you decide what you're going to go after. So I'm sure that that's something that you can help them with. Let's get started by getting a free copy of Tom's book, his ebook, and it contains all the tips he uses to automate his business. Go to screwthecommute.com slash automate free and get your copy and start there and then contact Tom because I think if a young teenager can be making thousands of dollars in a very short period of time, so can you. Right, Tom? Yeah, they don't have one millionth the experience that you folks have, but they have the technical skills. So it's a perfect meld. And if you are stuck at home, homeschooling your kids, it's perfect. They can see entrepreneurial spirit in you, pass it on to them, and then they'll never come back and live with you <laughs> because they'll have their own money. <laughs> There's no I want to thank you for making it look so fun. Yeah, it is you know, fun. I wouldn't do it if it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. work to it. There's no doubt. I've done a lot of work, but uh, I don't deal with anybody I don't like. I don't have to be on here tonight, but no. well, other than she threatened me, but, but, I was listening to your Viacom uh, thing where you were having trouble with your, with your uh, internet today that, oh that is that right yeah. yeah yeah verizon that was verizon oh, viacom's verizon. the one that bought the uh, 340 million off of my kid but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it's uh it's it's a lifestyle business it's the true representation of the lifestyle i get up when i want go to bed when i want play with my dogs play tennis whatever you want to do 
but you can't just do that all day long. You got to do your business. But the thing is, is I was out deer hunting and people were asking questions off an automated webinar and I'm answering the questions, <laughs> leaning up against the tree and the deer's walking by like, what a dummy. You could have eaten me tonight if you weren't on your stupid cell phone, you big dummy. <laughs> so. Oh, what a deal. What a deal. And All I just right. want to thank you for answering my email. I, I was committed sent an email to him because I hadn't gotten the replay on one of his webinars and he answered, he answered answer himself. everything. Yeah. No, nobody at my level will even talk to you. Let alone, yeah. you know, so I just said, Hey, you want to be on our show? And immediately he says, yes. Yeah. I'll do so anything sitting on my rear end. Thank I didn't you, even Paul. tell you, I didn't even tell you about butt camp. Did I? No. <laughs> well, we'll save that for next time. All right. Well, next time. We'll be, We'll get you on again. Thank there you. you. Go. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Tom. Bye. Thanks, Mary.